Welcome, family, to Living Intentionally Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us as we draw from God again, as we draw from His spring of living water, as we draw knowledge from His Word. Today, we're going to be talking on a topic that is titled, He is Satisfying. God is Satisfying. Before we start, I'd like us to pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, King of glory, Lord, as we go into your word, we pray that you speak to us and you speak through me, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that the excellency of the word may not be of the vessel, but of your power. Thank you, Father, because it is you that has called everybody that is present here to listen to this podcast here. Father, we pray that as you have led them here, that you feed them adequately and they will be satisfied by your good news, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, today we are going to be talking about He is satisfying. And who are we talking about? Who is satisfying? We're talking about God, the Lord of our salvation, King of kings, Lord of lords, the God of all comforts, the God of all pleasure, the God at whose right hand is the fullness of joy and in His presence, pleasures forevermore. There is no one and nothing that is more satisfying than God. And God knows this himself. So when a father knows what's good for his children, he gives it to them. And to his glory, God has given us himself because he knows that he is what is best for us. He is what is most satisfying. Can we just give God glory for a minute for providing us with himself? This is marvelous grace. It's such wondrous grace that God has given us himself. That his word says that he is our inheritance. Like he's our portion. The Lord is my portion. In him I put my hope. In him I draw my comfort. The Lord God of heaven most high is our portion. If God is our sure portion... Then, and if he's satisfying, then why do we seek other things for satisfaction and for comfort? You know, in satisfaction, there is comfort and there is peace. But if God is our peace, if he, if there's surety of satisfaction in him, then why do we seek other wells? The book of um, Isaiah says that, who everyone that thirsts, Come to the living water. That's Isaiah 55. Come to living water and draw. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight in abundance. God is calling you. God says that eat what is good. Come to me and draw from the well of living water. Eat what is good. You know, in God, it is good. Good satisfaction. It is good comfort. When something is good, it means that it's not running out anytime soon. It doesn't come with negative effects or negative string strings attached. He said, "Why do you spend your wages on what does not satisfy? Why do you spend your time seeking that guy that will not bring you comfort or seeking money that will finish?" You understand? In God, there is good satisfaction. He's a world that never runs dry. God is satisfying. And the satisfaction he gives, like I just said, it is 
everlasting. It doesn't run dry and it is dependable. And God said that himself in the book of Isaiah 55, 1-2. So, there is, let's, let's talk about how God, um, how God, before I want to go on, I want, I'll read a quote by, um, I want to read a quote by a pastor that I listened to by Tim Keller. The quote reads that, we are designed for more than the trivial pursuit of pleasure. The hard truth is that we will never find relief if we continue to seek it through possessions or through people. Seeking satisfaction in the things of this world is like chasing the wind. Once you're finally exhausted and weary from your pursuit, you're left empty-handed and disappointed. You've wasted valuable time chasing nothing when you could have been pursuing true joy and peace. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? I think the question to ask is that, do you know God is satisfying? Do you believe God is satisfying? The book of John 4 verse 4 says that those who drink the water I will give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, bursting onto eternal life. Now, I want us to associate thirst with dissatisfaction for the purpose of this verse. God is saying that when you drink of the water I give, what is the water he gives that is so satisfying? The water he gives is his presence. It's his spirit. There's something about the presence of God that never that makes you revitalizes you Bible says those that wait on, on the Lord shall renew their strength shall mount up on wings as eagles they shall walk and not be weary they shall run and not faint in his presence there is fullness of joy and abundance forevermore there is joy and fullness in his presence David says that I wait on the Lord more than the watchmen wait on the morning yea more than the watchman waits for the morning what is this satisfaction he gives this satisfaction he gives is himself can you let that sink in for a minute the question is do you believe god has given you himself you know they say that give your life to christ but we forget that christ gave his life to us in salvation it is in sanctification that we give our lives to him so think about it do you believe in the god of your salvation do you believe that he gave you himself the book of John 7, 38-39 says, He that believeth on me, as scriptures had said, out of his belly shall flow these springs of living water. Hold on for a second. We said that he will give us water and we'll never be thirsty again. He now says that if you believe in him, this water would flow out of your belly and you will never thirst again. 39 says that, but this spake he of the Holy Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given back then because Jesus was not yet glorified. But it says that he spoke that this water he spoke of was his spirit. You know the song that I played before we said, I've come to draw. It's a daily, it's a daily, um, I won't say drawing, but it's a daily seeking of the holy spirit that's why i say walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh the flesh has its lust and its lusts are not satisfying but when you walk in the spirit you're walking according to living water you're walking 
in fullness. Walking in the spirit is walking in fullness. It's not just instruction. You're walking with the spirit of grace. You're walking with the spirit of peace. You're walking with the spirit of satisfaction. You're walking with the spirit of fullness. The loss of your flesh will leave you chasing the wind. You chase after that relationship, chase after that guy, chase after money and a false dream, the American dream or the Nigerian dream or whatever. And that dream ends up not satisfying you. And you just, you end up being run out more than you, you, um, you were before. But with God, with his spirit, you walk in fullness. You walk in fullness and there is assurance in this promise that he has given us himself, that he has given us his spirit. He says that those, if you believe in me, you have passed from death into life. If you believe in me, I, I am making you one spirit with me. Do you believe have you meditated that God on the fact that God has given you himself? Have you set your mind on this superior satisfaction? Set your mind on this superior satisfaction. God is satisfying. Set your mind on this superior satisfaction. Don't tie your satisfaction. Don't tie your satisfaction to trivial things. Set your mind on this superior satisfaction that is God. Now, the Holy Spirit, walking in the fullness of the Spirit. The Spirit, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit would pour out the love of God into your heart. The love of God is satisfying. Of course, <laughs> if the most superior being, the God that is love himself, should love you. And that's the most authentic, best kind of love that you, you could ever receive. So the love of God is very satisfying. I don't even have to... <laughs> tell you yourself something about hearing that god loves you that just springs the most beautiful butterflies in your stomach that the god of all love loves you with an everlasting love and with loving kindness he draws you to himself the holy spirit also reminds you of the mercy of god he says that where can i flee from your presence if i ascend into heaven you're there with me if i make my bed in hell there you are with me you're, you're always with me it's a thing of mercy that presence of god abides with you everywhere you go it says that though the mountains may be removed and the hills may be uncovered i will never remove my kindness from you this is a god that when he made a covenant with abraham and said that he seed he seed through his seed the whole world will be saved this God fulfilled that covenant. And we even see it as far as going back into the genealogy of Christ Jesus, that God is a God that keeps his word. Christ came from the family of Abraham. And it sounds crazy, but it's that, I think that is why Matthew, the book of Matthew starts the way it starts. It started by showing you that this is a God that has a track record of keeping his word. It says that this person bodies, this person bodies, this person bodies, showing you that almost. I fulfilled my promise. God actually came from the from the tribe of 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 um, Israel that according to his promise. The Holy Spirit reminds us of God God's providence, the abundance of life and godliness that we have. So we have so much in God, so many spiritual blessings. We were not built for trivial joy. 
we're not built for joys that will not last that is why we're never satisfied in them but walking in the fullness of his spirit knowing that in god you have love in god you have mercy in god you have peace in god you have joy and setting your mind on this on the superiority of his life and satisfaction and in the name of Jesus, when you set your mind on these things and walk according to the fullness of His Spirit, sponsored by His zeal and sponsored by His grace, because it's not by our power nor by our minds that we walk in Him. When you do this, you will be satisfied because God has promised. He said that when you drink, when you drink, when you meditate, when you focus, when you drink, of the water when you drink of his spirit when you are drunk in the spirit radika you will never thirst again when you draw daily from the springs of living water that is in your belly because you have believed in him you will never thirst again god is satisfying god is satisfying god is satisfying it is God who walks in us to will and do and desire his good pleasure. His strength is more than available to help us renew our mind. Renew our mind as to what we seek for satisfaction. Renew our focus. It is God. It is God. We were created. So because we were created, we have a God that has the manual. Let's say we just exist. We, we have to figure things out by ourselves on how to do this. But God created us. God has a plan. The creator of all things has a manual for the function of that thing itself. So seek a God. Ask him to help you. God, you said that this, this is the way I should function. That I should walk in the spirit. I should drink deeply of, of the springs of living water. The abundance of your life and godliness that you have put in me. God help me. God help me. God help me. God help me. I pray that... The God of all satisfaction helps us all in Jesus' name. Um, thank you so much for joining this very short podcast. Let's pray. Thank you, Abba, for your spirit. And thank you for your word that has come to us. Father, your Bible says your word is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword, separating between bone and marrow, soul and spirit, and showing us our true intentions and desires. Father, I pray that this word not only convicts, but instructs and gives grace to the hearer in the name of Jesus. Father, help us walk in your spirit in the name of Jesus. But to every person listening to me, I pray that God grants you grace, grants us grace to continue to walk according to his will and fullness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. I, we cannot wait to have you join us again. It's always a pleasure. Make sure to follow us on social media. Make sure to follow us on social media um, at Living Intentionally on Twitter, Living Unders- sorry, at LIFG underscore on Twitter, on Living Intentionally on Instagram. <laughs> we are also on Mixler. We're also on Zoom. Join the JTSA group chat. The information will be given to you. Thank you so much for joining. 
Love you, family. God bless you. Bye. Woo. Hi guys, welcome back to the Living Intentionally for God podcast. I'm Fermi and on today's episode we'll be talking about what kind of prayer should be prayed part one. So we treated this um, topic during JTSA and there were a lot of interesting discussions and you know revelations. So we hope you enjoy and are blessed and have a new understanding of what prayer is today. Enjoy. <laughs>